Hey, it's Francesco DePinto from Terrifier 2, more commonly probably known as Clown Cafe Kid Number 4, and you are listening to Horror Homeschool. Welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm good. I'm in a sing-songy, uh, sing-songy mood. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to just like sing this entire episode? We might as well. We might Everybody, as well. Everybody, just turn it off now because oh. <laughs> I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is musical March. So we're continuing Kyle season with a, a musical masterpiece, in my opinion. And that is Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Um, this is going to be a cool episode. Um, as we may have a very spare of the moment impromptu special guest as well on this episode. What? <laughs> so my sister, Annabelle, who is currently visiting, uh, she's here in, in the building. And um, this episode's really weirdly timed because it just so happens that this is one of the very few horror movies that me and my sister both love and have history with um so i've asked her if she'd like make an appearance to talk about it a little bit so she's currently having a shower so i'll just i'll give her a shout in a bit to say she's decent to come in and record um but yeah it is funny because for those who don't know like i see my sister literally like a handful of times a year because she lives abroad um so for her to be here at the time of us recording this Winnie Todd episode is is quite funny timing. Uh, we actually watched the episode, uh, not the episode, we actually watched the movie together as well. Aww. And it's the first time I think we have since we saw it in the cinema, maybe, together. Mm. Um, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, she she may be on. I, I think, yeah, I'll go, I'll go and ask her in a bit. But yeah, fingers crossed she'll make an appearance that's and pop awesome. it. <laughs> it was uh, Kevin's first time ever watching the movie. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, I'd, I'd like to know his opinions on it then. Will Kevin pop in and have a, have a chat? <laughs> should, we, should we just get everyone on? <laughs> um, uh, he might. I guess let me text him. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's cool. The mother Mary. Um, yeah, give him a text. See if he'll pop on a bit. What we'll, what we'll do is we'll do the trivia. And we'll talk about some facts about the film. And then we'll talk about our history with the movie, uh, what we think about it, initial thoughts. And then I'll ask Annabelle to pop in and give us a little rundown on her, her thoughts on it. And then we'll dive deep in it ourselves. Um, how does that sound? Fantastic. And as usual, spoiler warning uh, for this movie. We will be discussing it in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen this movie yet, go and check it out. It is streaming on... I think it's on Netflix in the UK or Amazon. I can't remember where we watched it now, um, but it's pretty readily available. 
And yeah, I had a I had to rent it, but it was like three dollars, so no right. no biggie. Unlike knock at the cabin that we spent twenty dollars on yesterday. <gasps> oh my god, twenty dollars! Is what 20? is that just to rent it? Yeah, just rent it. Why didn't you go to the cinema to see it? That surely that's cheaper. No, it would be way more expensive to go to the movie theater. How much is a movie theater ticket? Um, I believe like almost thirteen dollars. And then I always get popcorn, so. <laughs> oh, so I guess yeah, yeah. Like I feel like it was worth twenty dollars. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, quickly, just like give me a a quick review about it because I've not seen it myself, but I've heard um, bad things. It was, it was definitely an M Night movie. You can definitely tell in the way that he he does his movies, but um, to me, it like had me on the edge of my seat. Like the whole time, like I was anxious mm. and um, like there was a scene where they're at this beach in Oregon and this I, I don't really want to give too much away. But like there's just this really terrifying scene at this beach that I've been to in Oregon. Like I've stood on it. I have a picture of me and Kevin on it and just just like all this horrific stuff happens. And Kevin and I were just like, ew, we don't like we just had this like sinking feeling in our stomach about it because it was just like so realistic but um the little girl in the movie carried the entire movie she was right. perfect a perfect oh. actress like it was great so dave batiste is in it as well isn't he Drax. yeah i can say that the ending was very just meh mm. like it just kind of fizzled well that is a good um account of how i feel about m night shamanov M. Night, I can't even say his name, Shyamalan, Shyamalan Ding Dong, about his yeah. films. Um, they kind of hook me until about midway through. And then once yeah. I figure out what's going on, I'm like, oh, I don't really care anymore. Oh, yeah, I figured I, I figured out the twist pretty early on. Because um, it all hinges on the twist for him. Like, I mean, OK, yeah, and, they are technically good films, but it, right, there's a it lot just, hinging on the twist in his exactly movies. and it, that sucks i'm like it's cool that he did it a few times but now it's just like he i feel like he has uh like so much pressure to do these yeah, he's amazing twist twists yeah that they're just kind of blech like you know signs fantastic <clears throat> um sixth sense fantastic uh i loved the village but mm, you know I, a lot I of people did, did not. not like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do like his stuff. Um, what do you think about the... Uh, is it the, called the Glass Universe? Oh, eh, I don't want to talk about that. that With, was just... like, Bruce Willis, and then... Because it was Unbreakable, Glass, and then Split. I really liked Split with James McAvoy. I think that's a fantastic Yeah, no, that's film. a great movie. Um, ju but that's, like, the only one I really like. I don't even like Unbreakable. I didn't like Glass. Um, I don't really get the whole the whole thing with that universe that he sort of tried to create. I kind of feel like he was making that up as he went along. Yeah. Um, and just it kind of forced garbage. it to be a thing. Um, but no, Split, I really like. Anna, Anya Taylor-Joy was in that as well. She was really good. Of course. She's um, good in everything that she's in. Absolutely everything. But anyway, let's talk about what we're here to talk about today. Okay. And that is a musical called Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. So this came out in America, December 2007, and January 2008 in the UK. Um, this is written by John Logan. He also did Gladiator, um, another Johnny Depp movie, Rango, 
and the Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. And he also wrote They, Them. I have never a... seen any James Bond movie. I have never seen Gladiator. I mm. definitely have seen Rango. And of course I've seen They, Them. Yeah. One that we reviewed with Field Mouse on here, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that is that is some of the movies he's wrote. Interesting mix. That is very uh, interesting mix. <laughs> compared to what the subject matter is here. Yeah. Um, and of course, this is directed by the legendary Tim Burton. Um, I mean, we obviously don't need to list all of the movies he's directed. Everyone right. knows. But most of them are awesome. Um, and most recently, he did freaking Wednesday, which he spot mm, on. Just beautiful. Yes. yes. Um, actually, I was going to ask you, like, what are your top Tim Burton movies? That's I, difficult. It, I really agonized over this. Um, do you want to hear mine and then you can maybe work around it, like see what you think? Yeah, <laughs> let's go for it. So right at the top, I've got Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. And then right underneath it, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Then Batman. Then Batman Returns. Then Sweeney Todd. Then Edward Scissorhands. Then Dark Shadows. Mars Attacks. Sleepy Hollow. Frank and Weenie. Edward and Corpse Bride. That's, I think that's my order. Wow, Corpse Bride all the way at the end? Yeah, Corpse Bride is a weird one because the more I watch it, the less I enjoy it. Interesting. Um, the first time I saw it, I, I loved it because I saw it in the cinema and it was that whole moment mm-hmm. where it was like... You know, that whole vibe, the whole emo vibe. Everyone loved Tim Burton and Nightmare Before Christmas. And yeah. It was My Chemical Romance and all that shit. Um, so it was it was a huge moment. But, like, as a movie, Corpse Bride, it doesn't really work for me as a rewatchable film. Um, but, I mean, it's still a good film. Let's see. I definitely, I think, would have to say Beetlejuice is my favorite. Mm. And then I, re- I would have I wrestled to... with putting that at the top, but then I was thinking about how many times I've watched Nightmare Before Christmas, and that's a lot more than I've actually watched Beetlejuice. So, so it'd be like Beetlejuice, probably the Batmans. Mm-hmm. Which Batman do you prefer, the first one or the second one? Because they're both amazing. I love the first one, probably. Yeah, the, the Joker just takes it for me. Like, Catwoman and, obviously, Danny DeVito in Returns, like, they're amazing. But the the first one is just so good with, with mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Just got that little bit of an edge for me. Yeah. Um, I love Mars Attacks so much. I didn't want to put it so low down because it deserves to be higher, but the other ones are just that slightly bit better for me. But that is a great movie. I'd love to do that one on here one day. Yeah, me too. I love that one. And then I love uh, Frankenweenie. And yeah. then I would say probably Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, let's slow down. No, I love the movie, but I like mm. all these other ones. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's like picking children here. You know, most Burton movies are amazing. Obviously, yeah. excluding stuff like um, Alice in Wonderland, um Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know. Stuff oh like yeah, that. I forgot that he even did those movies. Mm, um, I really. What what which ones am I missing? Corpse Bride and Edward. Yeah, and have you seen Dark Shadows? Oh, and Dark Shadows. Yeah, but I don't really remember it very well, so that would probably be on my bottom. Sleepy Hollow as well. Oh, I love Sleepy Hollow so mm. much. It's got good spooky vibes. 
That's like yeah. one of the spookiest vibey films ever. It's like oh, so I know. Ha- so Hall- Halloweeny. But I love Ed Wood too. I was actually thinking about that movie the other day because um, a preview for it came up on something, and I was like, oh, I forgot about that movie. I need to watch it. Yeah. Have you ever actually that... watched? Oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, have you ever actually watched um, plan? Uh, what is it? Plan Plan, plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, Plan Nine from Outer Space. I haven't. I was planning on watching it because um, Jay Leal, uh, who does Leal Legacy podcasts, um, he has done a commentary on it, on the colour version. So I have it lined up to watch and listen to his commentary along with it. But I've just never got around to it. Uh, And also, it's meant to be such a car crash of a film. Oh, my God. It is a car crash. But... (laughs) You get Bella Lugosi and then you get Vampira and it's just like it just makes it better. Like it just Yeah. I like it. So. That that movie though, it Ed Wood, it always pops in my head now and again. Like I saw it for the first time pretty recently. It's just always been one of them Burton movies that I've just never got around to watching. And it really did impress me. First well, it's time one I of those it. underrated ones that Yeah, that, it is. You know, I feel like underrated. Mars Attacks is another underrated one that people don't yeah. talk about as much. Yeah. But yeah, rewatched um uh, oh, Dracula with Bella Lugosi. That was another Leal Legacy commentary track thing nice. that I watched. And um, just watching Bella Lugosi and that, I just reminded me of him in Edward, and it just made me laugh <laughs> when he like, has that meltdown when they start talking about Boris Karloff. <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man was a legend. Uh, anyway, let's we we keep digressing and not talking about the actual film we're here to talk about. <laughs> this is going to be a lengthy <laughs> episode, I can tell. Um, because there's lots of trivia that I want to talk about because it's actually really interesting, cool stuff as well. Um, but this is the synopsis for Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. The legendary tale of a barber who returns from wrongful imprisonment to 1840s London, bent on revenge for the rape and death of his wife and resumes his trade while forming a sinister partnership with his fellow tenant, Mrs. Lovett. Um, not too fond on that synopsis myself. <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that aren't exactly true. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like that could have been worded differently. Um, but that, there we have it. That's the synopsis on IMDb. <laughs> uh, right, let's get through the trivia then. Um, so this movie was nominated and won so many awards. It was nominated for 77 awards and it won 34 of them. Um, and I'll wow. just list I'll list some of them because it's really interesting. So it won an Oscar for Best Art Direction. Um, it won two Golden Globes for Best Motion Picture and Johnny Depp for Best Performance. Um, Helena Bonham Carter won an Empire Award and a British Film Award for Best Actress. Jeez. It won two Saturn Awards for Best Horror Film and Best Costume Design. Um, it won Costume Designer Guild Award for Best Period Film. Um, it won the Gold Derby Award for Best Art Direction. And Tim Burton won awards for Best Director from the NBR and the Houston Film Critics Society. Um, it won three awards for the Italian Movie Awards for Best Makeup, Best Art Direction and Best Costume Design. Uh, it won a Kansas City Film Critics Award for Best Horror Film. Um, it won tons of awards for Best Costume Design. And um, the kid who played Toby won two awards for Best Child Actor. Wow. Um, Johnny Depp won an MTV Movie Award and a Teen Choice Award for Best Villain. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> and a National Movie Award for Best Male Performance. Uh, it won loads of awards for Best Costume Design. It won an award for Best Score. It won three awards for Best Production Design. And it was also voted number 490 on Empire Magazine's 500 Greatest Movies of All Time. Jeez Louise. So, yeah, it, it did well. <laughs> um, but yeah, this film uh, had been in development for over 25 years um, and hundreds of actors were considered or attached to the project. Um, so to play the role of Sweeney Todd, they considered William Hurt, Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Richard Dreyfus, Gene Hackman, Robert Redford, Jack Nicholson, Steve Martin, and Tim Curry. <laughs> Only one of those I would want to see would be Tim Curry. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. Like a lot of them is like no, especially like Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. Al Pacino. Like what? And Harrison Ford. I mean, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, and for the role of Mrs. Lovett, Tony Collette, Kate Winslet, Bernadette Peters. And Nicole Kidman were all considered. Only Tony Collette, in my opinion, would be the only other one. Uh, I would say Nicole Kidman, you know, I quite like her and I think she does musicals good. Like, I really love Moulin Rouge. I've never seen it. That's a guilty pledge. You've never seen it? Oh, man. Do you like musicals? I know. I like some. Like, I love, you know, my my deep love for... Um, the Greatest Showman. There you go. Oh yeah, my the Greatest. My deep love for the movie that I can't think of the name for. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. I like the Muppet movies a lot. <laughs> well, the one with um, Jason Segal. Is that his name? The guy from How I Met Your Mother. Oh no, not those. I like like Muppet Treasure oh, the Island. Oh, old ones. And... Treasure Island. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Christmas Carol. Have you seen um, Romeo and Juliet? I know that's not a musical, but it's Baz Luhrmann. You mean the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? And... Yeah. Of course I've seen that movie. Yeah. Do you like that? Oh, yes. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that movie. But um, Moulin Rouge is by Baz Luhrmann as well. So I need might... to watch it because my friends love it. And they're always like, yeah, I actually I... need to watch it. And I'm like, I oh, know. I'm sorry. It's so good. I love it. Um but yeah, how, how did we get here? Oh yeah, we're obviously talking about musicals. Um, <laughs> oh, Nicole Kidman. There we go. Jesus Christ. Okay, so more trivia. So the original Broadway production starred Angela Lansbury and Len Carew, and it opened at Urice Theatre on February 6, 1979, and ran for 557 performances. And Angela it... Lansbury is in Murder, She Wrote? Yes. <laughs> she was <laughs> That's Mrs. Lovett. awesome. <laughs> But yeah, that was it. That that was its original uh, conception as a stage um, Broadway musical, because it was originally a couple of like old movies, wasn't it, Sweeney Todd? And then they transformed it into a Broadway musical. Um, but yeah, it won a 1979 Tony Award for the best musical, book, and score. Um, Dang. Yeah, it was a huge, huge Broadway musical. Um, and then obviously Tim Burton spent 25 years developing it for a movie. And they use the same conductor and musical director from the original Broadway production. His name is Paul Jumanji. Um, And they also use the same composer, Stephen Sondheim. Um, And he actually initially turned the job down when Tim Burton offered it to him. 
because he's like really protective over his work um mm-hmm. but i read about that yeah tim burton was like so relentless that he like he went at him and at him and was like look we'll come to an agreement and the only agreement that he'd come up with was if he had final approving of the casting and he was like really dubious of johnny depp because they thought he thought his vocals would be like too rock oriented uh, but after an audition like he approved him and he was also skeptical of helena bonham carter because he thought the only reason why Burton picked her was because she was with him at the time. Um, they got divorced, didn't they, in 2014? Uh, yeah, some, something mm. like that. Uh, but yeah, after hearing the audition tapes of Helena, um, he approved her as well. And apparently this is the only ad- adaptation of his works to the screen, which he approves of. Can I just say one thing real quick? Is that Johnny Depp's British accent is atrocious. Really? I really like it, you know. Really? Because I watched from, well. from Hell, like, that one was really bad. Mm, I don't remember that. I think I have watched that movie. Is it? Is it like a little Jack the Ripper thing? Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah it's, it's all about Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I saw that years ago. But, I mean, I don't have a problem with his accent. Um, and then I'll shut up as an American, because what do I know? I mean, I've I've seen some like really atrocious British accents, and I don't think that's too bad at all. What Johnny Depp does, Benedict so. Cumberbatch does an awful American accent, in my opinion. You think? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's okay. I don't really have much of a problem with accents usually. I um, do. Fun fact: um, Benedict Cumberbatch walked past me once. I was <laughs> literally feet away from him. <laughs> it was at a convention in London. I would fall doing... my knees and say, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. <laughs> he was doing like a, you know, a photo op and signing and stuff. And I obviously did not have the money to pay for that shit. He was charging mm-hmm. hundreds for a photograph. And I just ended up bumping into him accidentally as he was walking from one place to another. I was like, holy shit, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Hey, there you go. That's better than a photo op. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have got a quick selfie. <laughs> um, so for his audition... Sasha Baron Cohen sang the entire score of Fiddler on the Roof for Tim Burton. <laughs> so Kevin just texted and said, no, I didn't even pay attention to it. However, that's a lie. <laughs> because when he came on the screen, he laughed so hard because he loves, 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 loves Borat. He has oh, that really? stupid middle school fucking humor. Um so of course you know he's a great actor and he plays all of his characters brilliantly so he was awesome was he also laughing at his bulge which you cannot avoid in that scene (laughs) oh i don't know i was not notice i I did not notice (laughs) i did not (laughs) i mean my god kyle knows what i'm talking about in them blue pants you just cannot avoid that man is very well endowed (laughs) I do not. I'm not looking. I don't look at that kind of stuff. It's I hard look. as well because I mean, it's not hard. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to make a joke. It's hard. It's hard as well because he's in bright blue and he stands out so much against like the gray scale. You know, like the sepia tone of the movie. He's just in like bright blue, and his just bulge is just there. Anyway, enough about the Baron bulge. <laughs> um, oh shit! I need to put my phone on silent. Sorry. There's people at my door. Um. Okay, so, oh yeah, more about um, Sasha Baron Cohen. So, to prepare for the role of Aldo- Aldolfo Pirelli, 
Sasha Baron Cohen hired his professional barber as a consultant on shaving techniques, and it took up to 16 hours to learn how to handle a razor. So he did his homework. Um, Tim Burton insisted that the film was bloody as he felt stage versions of the play cut back on the bloodshed and robbed it of its power. He said, everything is so internal for Sweeney that the blood is like his emotional release. It's more about catharsis than it is a literal thing, which is a great observation. Mm -hmm. Works fucking really well. Um, And... uh, Oh, and some of the scenes where Sweeney opens his razor very quickly, it's actually a mechanical razor. Um, there's a button that Johnny Depp had pressed to have the razor open, uh, which hides his finger. Uh, so Depp actually personally requested the prop department to design the razor for him as he had difficulty handling real razors. Yeah, I felt like that that would be understandable because those razors are scary. Yeah, <laughs> he was flicking them bad boys around. Um so this is interesting. So when filming began, there was to be an inclusion of the spirits of Sweeney Todd's victims, including uh, Giles himself, Anthony Head, and mm-hmm. Christopher Lee. Um, mm. And they were to sing the Ballad of Sweeney Todd, which is actually a song from the original stage play. Uh, this was going to be an opening and closing song thing. And um, these songs were actually recorded, but were cut from the movie because Tim Burton felt that the songs were too theatrical for the film. Um, Christopher Lee's appearance was completely cut from the movie. But, that is... Sorry, but Anthony Head still appeared. Did you yeah. catch him? He had a uh-huh. cameo. Yep. When he was saying, um, what did he say? Asking him if he had a business or something. And yeah, something like about... that. But he was, yeah, it was right after he won the... Yeah, after the competition. Yeah, that's crazy, that, isn't it? Like, Christopher Lee got cut. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Who does that to him, man? Come I know. On. I thought he was fuming. You, you don't cut Christopher Lee. But I guess Tim Burton knows best. It obviously didn't work. Um, Johnny Depp said that he considers his Sweeney Todd character to be like a long-lost relative to Edward Scissorhands, who he also played. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um. Anne Hathaway was almost cast as Joanna, um, but Tim Burton wanted a complete unknown actress for the role, and he went with Jane Wisner. Um, Hathaway appeared in Burton's next film, Alice in Wonderland. Wah, wah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, Helena Bonham Carter has still not seen the film. She says she doesn't like watching her own performances, um, and then said she will get around to watching it eventually. Well, she misses out on, like, really great movies, you know? Like, who know. cares if it's yourself? Like, I can I can see that, though. I can understand that, because I, I don't listen back to the podcasts or anything. Well, I mean, I have to I edit them. But I find it incredibly cringy, like, listening to myself. <laughs> so well, I, I've, I like listening to myself just to make sure, like... Um... That you, you said the right things and did a good job. <laughs> yeah exactly like i just i have to make sure and then if i need to change something you know i can change it mm. oh this is interesting so in the traditional stage productions of the musical um toby is actually played by a grown man who is mentally challenged and not just a little boy uh like the movie quite problematic that i don't know what mm-hmm. subtext is is being said but uh, Ken Jennings was the actor who originally played the role in the Broadway production. 
He was 31 years old. Um, Neil Patrick Harris was the next person to play him. It's 27 years old in the 2000s. And then Manoli Falancio uh, was 35. I'm sorry if I butcher these names, by the way. I'm terrible at reading names. Um, Johnny Depp is the only American in the cast. <laughs> and um, the address on Mrs. Lovett's shop is number 186. And that is a reference to the London legend of Sweeney Todd, whose barber shop was on that address. Hmm. Um, and the character of Sweeney Todd first appeared in the 1846 story, The String of Pearls. And it's 1846? been said. 1846? 1846, that's where that's. Jeez Louise. <laughs> and it's said that. Um, it's it's thought to be a work of fiction, but nothing nothing can prove that it's either false or true. Like there's been no like evidence to suggest that there was an actual Sweeney Todd. Um, but it's sort of like one of those urban legends. Um Wow, that's cool. Uh this is the second musical in which Johnny Depp has starred, but this is the first one where he actually sings. Can you think of what the first one is? Mm-mm. No. Cry Baby in 1990. He actually lip synced in that. Oh, yeah. I forgot that, about that. I forgot that that, that was a musical. <laughs> that movie, Matt, I just... I don't know how I feel about that film. I know it has a, a cult following, but it's, I can't... It's a train wreck, and it's, it's like... <laughs> you have to watch it sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one yeah. of those things. I think maybe... Maybe I'll have a drink next time I watch it, because... The last time I watched it, I went in blind and I didn't really understand what was happening. Actually, that was a movie I watched with my sister. She'll tell you about Crybaby. <laughs> like, we were just sat there, like, trying to work out what is going on. And halfway through, we were like, oh, it's a satire. Like, <laughs> okay, now we get it. Like, uh, it's like a making fun of Greece. Yeah, because we couldn't understand what was going on. <laughs> and Iggy Pops in it for some reason. It's just a whole thing. Um, so in Sweeney Todd, there is five Harry Potter franchise alumni in this film. Obviously, Helena Bonham Carter plays Bellatrix mm -hmm. Lestrange, Alan Rickman, who plays Severus Snape, Timothy Spall, who plays Peter Pettigrew, uh, Jamie Campbell Bower, Vecna himself, actually plays a young <laughs> Grindelwald. Oh, by the way, Jamie Campbell Bower, I will be meeting in April at Comic-Con. That's so, sick. Can't wait for that. And then Johnny Depp, who funnily enough actually played adult Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot he was in that movie. I haven't seen it, but I forgot that he played in it. Yeah, I've not seen any of the Fantastic Beasts, and I don't want to because they just don't look like my thing. Even though I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, like the Fantastic Beasts movies, they just don't don't appeal to me at all. Um, it ain't Harry Potter if it's not Hogwarts, in my opinion. Um, that's I know that's a very sweeping statement because a lot of the movies don't take place actually in, in Hogwarts, but anyway, yeah. You need Harry Potter in it to be a Harry Potter movie. Um, this is one of the only three Tim Burton films not to be scored by Danny Elfman. Um, so the first one was Edward, and then the second one was this one, and then the third one was Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar... Can't even say it. Miss Peregrine's Home for Pecu Peculiar Children. I forgot that was a Tim Burton movie, too. Mm. I don't really remember that. I think I must have seen it, but it was forgettable. It's the same thing. It's not a great movie, but it has that mm -hmm. vibe. This is Actually, I think 
um, Sweeney Todd was like the last good Tim Burton thing he did before Wednesday, wasn't it? Like, I could be wrong, but I think oh, it went downhill because he did Alice in Wonderland after this, which was awful. And he just I like kind the of. Alice in completely... Wonderland movies, thanks. Oh, wait, you like them? <laughs> yes. I oh love I love the concept, the idea of Alice in Wonderland so much. Okay. I've do, almost, do I like, like almost every Disney? single ad, uh, thing that I've seen, like every Alice in Wonderland movie I've seen. I liked. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, as, as a general thing, I think Tim Burton sort of went rapidly downhill after Sweeney Todd uh, and then came back for Wednesday. I could be wrong. People tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, so this was the seventh collaboration between Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. So they'd previously made Edward Scissorhands, Edward, Sleepy Hollow, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Dark Shadows and Corpse Bride. Um, and this is Tim Burton's only R-rated movie. It says here, mm. people have compared Sweeney Todd's uh, resemblance to that of Dave Vanian, the singer of The Damned. Uh, he has a similar hairdo and clothing. Mm. As he does, I guess. Maybe they took inspiration from him. Um, I've not actually seen like any of the other Sweeney Todd movies. I'm not sure if he looks like that. I don't think he no, does. No, me neither. I think it was I've only stylized. seen the part of the Sweeney Todd play in um, the American office. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> it's this whole like the whole time I'm watching the movie last night, I was thinking of that scene. There's this uh, really funny dumb scene, but um, next bit of trivia. So three members of the cast went on to portray vampires: Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter in Dark Shadows, um, and then Jamie Campbell Bower played Caius Voltry in the in Twilight. Twilight Twilight Saga: New Moon, which I have not. Yeah, seen. you did. <laughs> um, literally everyone dies in this movie apart from the kids Anthony, Joanna and Toby mm, yep um, Catherine Tidy the food stylist for the film said that she'd made about 600 pies for this movie Ugh, every single one of those pies looked absolutely atrocious <laughs> they, they did. apparently um, Toby the guy that plays I was going to say the guy that plays the kid the guy that the kid that plays Toby, um, he said that they tasted okay. Um, <laughs> and some of them were just fake ones, but the ones you could eat, he said, were okay. Um, and you and I watch slightly different versions of this film. So the US version is censored more than the UK version. Of course it is, so stupid US. When, <laughs> when Sweeney cuts up his victims, uh, different camera angles are used. So the US version focuses longer on Sweeney and cuts away from the gore. Where in the UK version, it shows the uncut, vivid gore. Um, That's not fair. It's it's not, is it? It's it's really unfair. Side note: I've I've been rewatching all the Friday films because it's that time of year, and I've got up to part seven, The New Blood, and I really enjoy that movie the more I watch it. But it's such a shame how heavily censored it was. Like all the kills are so like butchered, like no pun intended. They're just cut to to nothing, and that that movie. Mm-hmm. Really cool if it showed like proper, proper gore. Um, another bit of trivia. So at the start of the film, as Todd's ship arrives, um, a completed Tower Bridge is seen, um, and the construction of Tower Bridge started in 1886, and it wasn't completed until 1894, uh, and that was 50 years after the film was set. So technically, that couldn't have been there. Ah, <laughs> uh, I was wondering about that because I was like. 
I was like, I don't know if those things existed back then. <laughs> yeah, just 50 years too early. Yeah. Um, and uh, one little last fun fact. So here where I live in Southport, there is actually a local barber's called Sweeney Todd's. Um, I've never been there myself for a haircut or a shave. <laughs> um, I don't think I've actually ever had a razor shave at a barber's before. I've had a beard trim, but never like with a cutthroat razor. I think I'd be too nervous for that. Mm-mm. Especially no, after watching you. this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. So that is all the trivia. Um, like I said, there is a lot. And yeah, sorry that went on a bit long, but I found them fascinating. So I hope you did too. Um, I like, love trivia about uh, Tim Burton stuff. Yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it? So let's let's get stuck in. That this is a classic podcast, isn't it? Like forty minutes in, let's get stuck in. Let's get stuck. In. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised talk. we don't get like loads of complaints about it. To be honest, no people love this in podcasts. It's why people listen. If you want, if you want to be sure, watch a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, they're in it for the long haul. They know what they're getting with a podcast. Um, so let's talk about our history with the movie and our initial thoughts. I'll let you go first, Ashley. When did you first see this? <sighs> Man, I honestly, I don't remember. Um, it was one of those things I kind of stumbled upon. Like, oh, I've never seen this movie. I'm just going to go ahead and watch it. I want to say, I don't know. It was so long ago, but. Um, was it like uh, something you streamed or? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it was just something I was like, oh, I've never seen this movie before. Let me just like put it on and watch yeah. it. Because everybody, I think. You know, I think it was around the time that it came out or something like maybe after, but it was like really popular amongst like, you know, us emo goth kids. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to watch that. You know, it has yeah. Johnny Depp and <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. It was a whole, right? a whole moment, wasn't it? A like, whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> a whole vibe. What year did it come out? 2007? Yeah. In, in, the, in America, it came out December 2007. And in, yeah. In, so yeah. like, yeah. that's probably what it was. I would probably, because I got married in 2009 so it was probably around that time that I saw it because mm-hmm. I was really heavily into that kind of stuff, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I liked it. I mean, of course, it has Johnny Depp and, you know, Helena Bottom Carter and it's a Tim Burton movie. So <laughs> were you um, shocked at the amount of gore? Because I don't imagine you would have seen many horrors at that point, right? Yeah, I think I probably looked away a lot at that time because mm-hmm. I was watching it last night and I was like, the throat slitting's not really that bad, but then when he drops them down and they like crash, and like they're oh, really like just kind of like ugh. I don't mind that bit. It's the throat slitting that gets me because I'm quite queasy when it comes to like letting blood. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. um, there's a scene in Halloween two where some girl gets drained of her blood. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Michael. That's a, it's a weird thing for Michael to do actually to sort of like drain someone of their blood. That's not really in his character to do that. It's usually more, um, not as precise, is he, uh, to sort of find a vein and stick something in. <laughs> but yeah, you know the scene I mean, when she's sort of lying on the uh, the stretcher in the middle of the room mm-hmm. and the uh, character walks in and ends up like slipping on the pool of blood and it's, it just kind of like, it, then it pans out and you see like this giant pool of blood and sort of like dripping out of the, the tube that Michael's put in her arm. And that always makes me feel a bit queasy, you know, so anything like that, where there's like a lot of blood coming out of a human kind of mm-hmm. makes me go funny. So for me, it's the the throat slits in this. There's a lot of that. And it is, 
it, it's cool, but it is like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's gross, man. Um, but yeah, so you liked it first time you saw it? Of course, yeah. I mean, I liked it the second time I watched it. That's probably about the third or fourth time seeing it. The funny thing is about this movie, though, is I can never remember how it ends. Every time I see oh, really? the ending, I'm like... Hmm. Oh, that's right. And I am <laughs> like super so sudden. That's I why was, I like think. I get super excited every time. But yeah. Yeah, so. it, it is it is such a sudden ending, isn't it? So it's sort of like it just ends. And it's just Yeah. Like, yeah. Um cool. And and you said that this was the first time that Kevin watched it as well. Yeah, but he doesn't like it. so I was like I was I was I put it on and I was like, have you ever seen this movie? And he was like, no. He's like, I refused to for so long. And I was like, well, I can go in the bedroom and watch it. And he was like, no, why, okay. why did he refuse to? Because he's one of those guys that are like, oh, everybody likes it. Oh, I'm not going to watch it. Blah, blah, blah. It's not <laughs> was, my thing. Blah, blah, blah. Was, was he ever into My Chemical Romance and the goth thing? Oh, not, I see. I get yeah. it. Yeah. He was like into really heavier stuff. Oh, you know? so that was like too light for him that was like mm-hmm. what all the emo kids listen to that he exactly looked look yeah. down on i mean he did like <laughs> he paint was a metal his nails. <laughs> see the funny thing is, is he painted his nails and he straightened his hair and he had his hair over his eyes a lot of the times and wore super skinny jeans but he so was he really like an emo, but he was like more into metalcore and he was like did he have like the elitist attitudes towards emos uh yes mm. definitely i see um, i see you kevin i i remember those types <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the only reason why him and i were friends is because we liked some of the same bands uh, yeah, yeah. and so like i don't know but yeah he's <laughs> he, sometimes he can be pretentious but that's okay i that's love him okay. I, i'm pretentious too i'm pretentious too in a different way mm-hmm <laughs> So he didn't like it then. Does he not like musicals? Not really. He does mm-hmm. like um, The Greatest Showman, though. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, I mean if, yeah, if you don't, if you don't like The Greatest Showman, you don't have a soul. I said it. Um, I agree. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So, so my history with it. Um, so I saw this when it came out in the cinema in the UK, which was January two thousand and eight. Um, I went to see it with my girlfriend at the time, uh, my friends and my sister, um, and we all just had a blast with it. It was like a real event. Like you said, it it was a whole moment. We're all into the emo stuff. Like this was Johnny Depp, Tim Burton. Mm. It was everything to us. And this was one of the first like gory horrors I ever saw. And I think it was for all of us too. And I just remember the vibe in the cinema. Like we were all like shocked, you know, the first time like the gore came on screen. And I mean, I just fell in love with everything about it, like the horror, the music, the aesthetics, the characters, just the whole vibe and the atmosphere of it. And it became like a fast favorite. Um, I had the soundtrack on repeat for months. Like I used to listen Did to you it, now? it work, like, uh, and I've rewatched it so many times over the years and I still enjoy it. I just think it's a great film. I love it. Yeah, I think it's a great um, film too. I'm going to go and see if Annabelle will come and join us and tell us about her history with the movie and what she thinks about it. So bear with okay, me. I'm going to send you old pictures of Kevin so you can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, side note. Um, since I talked about when I was an emo and slash goth in the, the Beetlejuice episode, I've had requests to release the goth Wakefield pictures. 
<gasps> yes. So I, I will be releasing them, but only for our patrons. So if you want to see Goth Wakefields, you've got to sign up to Patreon, patreon.com slash our homeschool. Um, I'll, I'll should, I up, should I upload the wannabe goth, Ashley? Yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. We'll upload the um, the goth pics. Hashtag, um, well, I don't know. I'll think of a funny hashtag. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let me go and get our special guest. Hang on. see the pictures uh i'll have a look now hold on uh okay while we're waiting for annabelle to join us i'll review these kevin emo pictures that oh wow wow <laughs> that fringe mm-hmm. that side swoop that's amazing are we allowed to release the the emo kevin pictures as well on the page oh, i don't know mm. i'll have to ask kevin you might need a higher tier to view them ones. Yeah. <laughs> $100 and you get to see... $100 and you get to see Kevin in very skinny, skinny jeans. <laughs> I remember, you know that zip up top that he's got on with the skeleton on one side? Mm-hmm. I remember that. That was like a clothing brand, wasn't it? All like the, mm-hmm. the emo core, metal core bands used to wear, like Under Oath and all them. Uh, Affliction, I think. Yeah, was it something like that? Yeah, because he was really heavily in, well, he did like Under Oath a lot. Like, that's another surprise, one that we, surprise. That we um, <laughs> you know, connected on. But he was into bands like um, Azalea Dying and mm. uh, just really heavy stuff. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but... Oh my god, I've just noticed. Is that a Creed bumper sticker on his car? It sure is. That's that, Yeah, that's his really old truck. That... that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the special guest has just entered the room. Okay, dun, dun, so dun. here's your earbud, Annabelle. I'm going to have to start calling you Annabelle because my nickname for her is Shine. Um <laughs> It's a long story. Um, okay. Oh, it sounds weird. Yeah, it's echoey, isn't it? Hello. Hi. Is that too loud for you? Or can you hear? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hang on. I'm just going to turn you down a little bit because. Okay. Say something, Ashley. Hello. 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 Okay. Hello. Hello. Is that better? <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, of course. Yeah, That's I can hear you. But this is Annabelle's first podcast appearance. She's just getting to grips with the audio experience of talking to a microphone and hearing herself. Yeah, it's weird. Can you hear myself? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, yes, uh, welcome to Horror Homeschool, Annabelle Wakefield, in your first podcast appearance. Woo! How are you? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks. Good. Nice um, to be here. So, I was uh, telling the listeners earlier that this is one of the very few uh, horror movies that we both enjoy. And it was actually something that we both saw together for the first time when we went to the cinema to see it. Uh, we went with our, our our partners at the time, didn't we? Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that experience, first time you saw Sweeney Todd? Yeah, I remember it because I went to the cinema and I wasn't 18 and it was classed as an 18. I think it was just before I turned. And... 
I thought it was so gory that I was like, I'm not old enough to see this. <laughs> it made me so Aww. feel so sick in the cinema. I was like, oh my God, this is too much for me. But I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan, so I couldn't wait to see it in the cinema. Um, but yeah, I it. <laughs> yeah, I hate horror films. So <laughs> apart from this one. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's one of the few that you like, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think probably got me into musicals a bit as well because the soundtrack is just amazing yeah those yeah. songs do get stuck in your head yeah and I said to Ashley earlier like I had the soundtrack on repeat for like months afterwards after yeah. after we'd seen it I'd listen to it in work and I mean we still sing it now like we go Joanna <laughs> just like randomly there's just so many moments in the movie that we sort of reference now because we we actually watch this rewatched it together the other night didn't we because we were like oh looking for a film to watch and that popped up on was it amazon or yeah, something i haven't seen it for years and um and i was like oh she said oh should we watch sweeney todd i was like actually that's perfect because we're doing a podcast on it on sunday so we watched it together for the probably the first time since we saw it in the cinema or, no, or did we, we oh no we yeah we must have rewatched that. it on dvd after that, was that years ago wasn't it yeah it came out in the uk in um january 2008 uh but yeah uh, it's funny that it just fell on this on this week that that she was here, and we rewatched it, and we were still cracking jokes at all the things that make us laugh and doing the Joanna <laughs> thing. Um, another one is uh, when he says, "You gandered at my ward, sir," <laughs> and uh, it just always cracks us up like that line, "You gandered at her." Um, so yeah, it's just one of those movies that one of the few horror movies that we both enjoy and that we quote to each other all the time um what are your some of your highlights about it what, what do you like about it obviously Me? the music oh sorry i see annabelle's in the room with me and i can look at her and <laughs> okay i, I was like i don't know who you're talking to <laughs> uh, Go for it. yeah the things i like well i love the actors as well mm. um and all the costume i find that really mm -hmm. cool yeah um we were just saying before how it won so many awards for like costume design production design stuff like that i didn't yeah but yeah so so your history is you've, you've watched it many times over the years like me you still enjoy it still sing yeah, the songs I, I feel like it's one of those that you can watch again and again like i remember after i saw the cinema i used to watch it just randomly as like a film to watch even though it is so gruesome i'd always want to watch it yeah it's almost like I a comfort it. film it's it's like yeah, i was um, just about to say that it sounds like a comfort it's, film for you it's guys. the songs that do it and like the whole atmosphere of it and we were saying before it captured a moment in time where tim burton my chemical romance like that whole goth hot topic vibe yeah. was a thing it reminds you of your childhood a bit doesn't it yeah it brings you love it those moments and um when we, when we mentioned it before, she said something funny about her boyfriend. Um, what was it that he did after yeah. we watched it? Yeah, because we went to see it together at the cinema, me and my boyfriend at the time. And after, because I loved the film so much, he bought me a book on it. And it was all about like costumes, mm -hmm. like the set designs, like the just everything about it. And I think I've still got it. I it's a hardcover, it. isn't it? Hard, yeah, it's yeah. a massive like hardcover book. That's amazing. Book. And um, I'll have to root it out because I remember being like so proud of it when he got it me. I was like, oh, got the book. In. He wrote something in it, didn't he? Yeah, it's so funny. He like wrote on the front cover um, something like, I hope 
hope one day we can put this on in our bookshelf together. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that relationship ended long ago. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, cute, cute memory. <clears throat> I'll have to find it. Awesome. Um, I'm just awesome. trying to think. If I've got any. Have you got anything more to say about Sweeney Todd? Any highlights? Any lowlights? I mean, you you I don't you don't like. Um... I love Johnny Depp. Oh, Johnny Depp. He's the highlight. I yeah. think he is just yeah. He makes it so so good. He adds a lot to just like Tim Burton's movies so much. Low light for you, I know for definite is um the guy that plays um the Joanna. Yeah. Guy. Oh, I don't know. He really annoys me in it. <laughs> I don't believe him. I don't believe his character. I think he. I don't know. Any more low lights? Uh, Joanna herself. Not really. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think the highlights are the Beadle, what's his name? Beadle Bamford. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays Snape. like a, a really creepy character. He does it so well. Yeah, he's really good in it. And yeah, Snape's amazing. Criminally mm-hmm. underused as well, isn't it? Of course. But yeah, it's all about the characters in this. Like it, they just make it so good. Yeah. And I said to you about the way the whole thing's like grayscale. Mm. Like mm-hmm. almost to the point of being black and white, and you yeah. just get so immersed past the in color. It. Yeah. yeah, and then like the, when the blood comes, yeah. it's like when the blood it's, comes, it, it's really highlighted then because it's just so vibrant against like the sepia tone, like it's perfect. Yeah, it's quite poetic, really, the way it's done. Like it's, it is a romantic film as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, the it's, end of it, it's very just, Greek tragedy, isn't it? Like yeah, the whole way that it's set up, Romeo and Juliet style. Yeah. Um, just trying to think. Have you got anything more, anything more to say about it? Or I don't know. Have you got anything to ask me? No, I didn't I... come prepared. Really, this was a bit of a spare of the moment thing. I just thought. <laughs> I just feel like it's one of them timeless films. Like I'll carry on watching it forever. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I never get bored of it. Yeah, and it's nice seeing Alan Rickman. You know, it's just he has such a soothing voice. <laughs> oh, However, I love Alan Rickman. Yeah, it's so creepy though. You know, the whole like she's like fifteen or sixteen, he wants to marry her. Yeah, oh, I actually never thought. Yeah, like, it, it's that, weird that isn't things it? like that. I didn't notice when no. I was younger. I just kind of thought, oh, that's the way it is. But yeah. now you watch it, and it's kind of twisted. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the whole of... <laughs> thing is like totally twisted. Like the the whole idea of it is very odd. Um, very... yeah, but I mean, they married off. 15 16 year olds all the time back then so i mean yeah that's... that is actually what used to happen if you if you think about it i guess stuff like that did happen like if someone who was like high in power and stature and had money and control of like police or whatever they could just like take their pick of someone and go oh i fancy the look of that woman that's got a kid and is married let's just just grab her you know just do away with the husband i'll take the child and then weirdly raise it and then try and marry it later on like Mm. that was probably a thing like well didn't Woody Allen do that though oh he did didn't he oh my god yeah Yeah. but yeah like Annabelle said at the time like you sort sort of so dazzled with the visuals of it and everything you forget about like the um how dark the story was (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but it is a surprisingly uplifting and fun and cheery considering like the dark subtext or it's not even subtext it's just the whole the whole story is just so dark but it is a fun movie overall yeah 
And Sweeney Todd, is it based on a real... Yeah, we, we were just saying that. Like, Sweeney Todd, the character, was it made, made his first appearance in a story in, like, in the 1800s. Um, and it's never been proven to be true or false. It's just been one of those legends. Uh, like, there's, okay. there's been no information to support him existing at all or that even happening. But it's just one yeah, of those things. Yeah, but we'll just all... I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to stories like like those kind of things where you can't prove that it's false, but you also can't prove that it's true, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see things going on like that. Oh, and yeah. And the other thing that I didn't really pay much attention to when I was younger was the fact that they're eating the people. Like, <laughs> that was really... That's yeah. horrific. Yeah. It is. But again, you just kind of, you know, when they're like, in they're that so cheery about and they're it. sweeping each other around, dancing yeah. in the sharp, and they're, and you just kind of, yeah, I forget. Well, but... you you're caught up in it and you're happy for them. You're like, oh, they've got a business plan. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm happy about that because they are. Yeah, and you want them to succeed, and yeah. you want them yeah. to like have all the stuff, and then you're like, oh, wait a second, <laughs> recycling, nothing's good to waste. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot going for it. I love it personally, and um, yeah, it's interesting how it it can be one of those movies that we can bond as siblings over because Annabelle hates horror, um, and I guess maybe the musical aspect is able yeah. to bridge that gap. It's the musical for me, definitely, and the costumes because mm. coming from textiles and fashion, mm. I find that also interesting with the history side of it. Yeah, um, it won a it won a bunch of awards for costume design. This movie, but yeah, it was. I love it so well done visually um but yeah unless you've got anything more to say shine uh, oh just our favorite bit well not our favorite bit but one that we always pause it on when they go <gasps> into the yeah. madhouse yeah. to get a hair and there's like a guy sat there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, like, have, have you noticed it ashley in the corner mm-hmm. yeah i noticed like, it this creepy like there's this like fat guy that's like four years Dark old. Mm-hmm. He's just sat in the room with all the girls. And, and that used to make us laugh so oh, much every yeah. time. We used to try and pause it exactly on him yeah. so we could laugh at it. I don't know why. <laughs> it was like the first time we went. So obviously, we didn't notice it in the cinema. But then when we were watching it on DVD at home, and the first time we noticed it, we were all screaming, laughing. We were like, what wait a minute, doing? there's a guy sat there. And we just like paused it, like, oh my God, like, what is going on? What is he doing there? Yeah, I was like, it's what is creepy? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, were they short on like, like blonde, blonde girls, girls that day? They just picked like some random production guy who was on set. You said, sit there, pick up <laughs> the like, body. Just, uh, you're just going to sit there. You're just gonna <laughs> I'd love to know the Be story behind that guy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you have a favourite scene, favourite character? Oh, I don't know, it's hard. I mean, I'm just going to say Johnny Depp is my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Favourite scene, I don't know. I, I The ending is so powerful. Mm. But, um, oh, I like it when they're on the beach, actually. By the sea. They, yeah. Oh, I love that, is that scene, Is that your favourite song in it? Or? They're in costume. Um, maybe. I I can't pick a favorite song. I've yeah. the whole soundtrack. It's so catchy. I could sing it all now. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. Unless you've got anything more to say, you can take your leave if you want. We'll crack on with the episode. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, nice to thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having on. me. Yeah. Maybe Bye. come up when we do. Um, I don't know. What other horror films do you like now? I won't be watching any more horror films. <laughs> <laughs> I stick to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, Shine. I'll speak Bye. to you later.
Uh, right, let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, <laughs> I knew she wouldn't want to stick around for the whole episode, so I thought we'd try to try to do a quick summary with her. Uh, and now we can talk about what we thought about it. So um, we've done initial thoughts and all that. Let's talk about our highlights then. Uh, you go first, actually. I've done a lot of talking. Um, highlights are a lot what she you know, said were her highlights. The way it was filmed, all the costumes, um, just beautiful just effects like that. And of course, just Johnny Depp being him and then... I liked Helena Bonham Carter the most, I think, though. Really? Was she your favorite character in this? Um, no, I think the little kid was. I think he was. Whoa. Funny. Okay. Interesting. Toby. Yeah, Toby. Mm. I mean, he's okay, but he kind of irritates me a little bit. I don't know. I mean, he's sweet and he obviously has good intentions and he's, you know, a good character through and through, like it. He's not a. Um, he's meant to be like one of the good guys, right? If if the only good guy. I think um, he's the only good person in that yeah. whole movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's probably why I like him. But I do love Helena Bonham Carter's favorite. Uh, her character. What was her name yeah, again? Lo- uh, Mrs. Love it. Love it. Mrs. Yeah, love her it. first name never actually gets revealed. Mm-hmm. It's always just I Mrs. That. Love it. Um, I don't know if it does in the original. If, I love if when she refers to her husband. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and he's just that pit, that picture of him on the wall. Yeah. Um. But yeah, talking about like the, the the good characters, the ones that are meant to be actually like good people, it's really only Toby, Joanna, and um, what's his face Vecna. I keep forgetting the character's name and the actor's name. Um, like their relationship, their story, their characters are sort of the only lowlights for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't buy it i think their motivations and their attitudes are ridiculous i mean i know you know young kids are like that they're like let's let's run away we've only seen each other by a window and uh, yeah but we're I in didn't... love now and let's run away and like you know yeah, I don't... all that shit i but don't care for that kind of stuff i guess it's meant to be like romantic and stuff but i just find both of those characters extremely irritating yeah me too i don't yeah. care for them at all and you know, saying about Annabelle, you know, we we make fun of the Joanna song and stuff like that because it is quite ridiculous. But that's probably one of the only like staged theatre kind of songs that it sounds very um, mm-hmm. stagey. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, Reliant. K- Do you know who Reliant K is? Reliant K. Yeah. The band. Yeah. Yeah, they did a song called, uh, it's like, Susanna. <laughs> so but I think they copied part of the that. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Every time I hear Joanna, I think about that song. With the yellow hair. Which annoys yeah. me, because it's blonde, it's not yellow. Like, I mean, and I guess that's the same thing. Maybe they called blonde hair yellow back then. Maybe. It's uh, That's another irritating thing for me. <laughs> But yeah, the, the, as far as lowlights go, that's pretty much the only lowlight. Um, do you have any more lowlights? It's a little long, in my opinion. Mm, yep. I'm just checking the runtime. How long is it? It's like two hours. That's not long. That is long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's pretty pretty good length for, for a musical as well. You can't really cut it short for them things. How long is a uh, Repo Man? 
the rock opera is what repo man what what's that no i've never heard of that before a it's a musical b it's super goth c it has giles in it hold up what 1984 no, the Repo Man, the Genetic Opera. I'm looking at uh, Letterbox. Maybe. It's oh, not sorry, it's Repo, the Genetic Opera, not Repo Man. Repo the. Oh, okay. Here we go. 2008. Ooh, that's a scary photo on Letterboxd. Um. Yeah, I've never, never heard of that. But that looks very, very odd. <laughs> Oh man, you have to watch it because I, I mean, it has um, Joan Jett, it has uh, Paris Hilton, it has the chick from uh, Spy Kids. Guy from Um, Goodfellas and Romeo and Juliet. Yep. Okay, that looks interesting. I guess I'll check out the trailer. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, what were we going to say? Was that it? Or I think we were leading to something. Oh, because oh, it was too long, and then they started oh, talking about yeah. that. So I wanted to know how long that one was. Um, because... So Repo Man. Oh, so that's only an hour and a half. It's, okay, yeah, right. it's only an hour and a half. See, that's good. It's a, it's a decent musical. It's gothy. Maybe I'll have to watch that right. later. I haven't watched it in a while. Um, let's see how long Little Shop of Horrors is. Oh, I think you'll like that. That's only 94 minutes as well. Yeah, I've seen parts okay. and bits of it. I think we watched like half of it, and I don't know what happened, but I didn't finish it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe musicals can work if they're an hour and a half. But yeah. either way, I think that I think your problem that you have with films being long isn't the length. I think it's the pacing itself. I think that if you had a, a longish movie that was paced right. Like um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there you go. You love them movies, right? And they're long mm-hmm. ass movies. Yeah, so maybe it's not the length. Maybe it's the pacing. I mean, I'm not a film critic. I don't fucking I don't know how to analyze films. Anyone that listens to this knows that. <laughs> but um oh yeah so i want to circle back to mrs lovett so you mentioned she was like one of your top characters in this Mm -hmm. um what do we think then let's let's talk about her like her character her motivations like she was pretty much like the biggest villain in the movie i'd say so but do we sympathize with her at all i don't so did do you think she deserved to be burnt alive because that's pretty hard I mean, she wasn't actually the one killing, but she was aiding and abetting. Aiding and abetting, yeah. So I'm not sure, but I mean, I can understand why he did it because obviously his wife, you know, and he just slit her throat and he was upset. And so, yeah, I mean, I can get yeah, it. Yeah, I understand why Sweeney killed her, definitely. I don't think she deserved to die in that way because that's a horrendous way to die it I don't was even a horrendous know she, way i didn't even know she deserved to die full stop to be honest like you know she did tell a sort of lie you know she she was trying to double back on herself and say well no actually i didn't say that she died i just said that she drank a poison you know um mm-hmm. so i guess <laughs> i guess she technically is is right in what she's saying but she obviously didn't reveal that because what she wanted to settle down with Sweeney. She wanted mm-hmm. him for herself. You know, she was pretty happy with this new business they had together. And well, actually, I think she just, des- she decided that before he decided he wanted to kill people. Right. 
So mm-hmm. she just she didn't even have that at that point. She just wanted him for some reason. I mean, maybe she was. I don't know. I mean, surely, surely there's lots of nice, sane men around in that area that she could have hooked up with. I mean, she obviously had a thing for for him. She likes the bad boys. I guess so. <laughs> but it was a strange decision for her to make a snap decision to be like, oh, actually, yeah, like you know, you don't have a wife anymore. When she could have just easily just said, oh. Yeah, she's she's kind of fucked up. She's that weird, crazy lady that ha- hangs around. Um, do, do we think that she knew that that was her? She, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, she recognised her, didn't she? She used mm-hmm. to shoo, she was shooing her away. She was like, get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I kind of sympathise with her. Like, I, I don't think that she what she did was necessarily right at all by any means, but I don't think she deserved what happened to her. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd be pretty upset if I thought my <clears throat> wife was dead, and then you accidentally she wasn't, killed her. and then I accidentally, and, and then I killed her, and then I saw her after, and then all along somebody knew that she was alive. I'd be pretty mm-hmm. mad. It's a complicated one. Is I, I guess I just I really probably like slit her throat. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, let's talk about. Uh, Sweeney himself then so do we sympathise with him as a character and what he I did don't. Mm-mm. I don't I, mean, I feel it... like he was being so dramatic about it well I However, mean come on I think... he is he is a white goth man we're all dramatic about I know things. but I was going to say like <laughs> these movies I watch and I'm like okay like back in the 1800s or whatever um, just like okay yeah I guess getting revenge on people is kind of all you had back then you know you don't really oh, yeah. have it was, a, it was a whole vibe wasn't it Revenge. like you just didn't have hobbies and stuff like that so if somebody <laughs> wronged you you're like you know what yeah. no one had to have revenge back then <laughs> they had nowhere to sort of vent um yeah so they just decided to kill people which mm-hmm. is fair enough um i mean i can't sympathize with them deciding to kill people obviously that's uh quite a quite a stretch for one bad day you know i mean i I have many bad days and I don't snap and decide to start killing people. I mean, I guess it's on another level if he, if he thinks he's lost his entire family. Right. Um, but it is that classic Joker thing, isn't it? That one bad day, you know, that's all it takes mm-hmm. sometimes to make someone snap. Um, luckily for us, it's extremely entertaining to watch in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't get on board really with the idea of them just suddenly deciding to have that turn into a killing spree and have it turn mm-hmm. into a new a new business like you know turning the public into like unwitting cannibals as well right it's like it's such... it was one thing for him to seek revenge on the <laughs> judge right but it's another to like i don't know mess up the whole town <laughs> yeah that's i mean they really did like could you imagine finding out later on, like that you were eating somewhere and it was human? <laughs> like that's like that that thing with the Elisa Lamb thing where they were drinking the water and she was like rotting. Yeah. In the water. <laughs> Do you know? How, uh, I was listening to this episode of this true crime one, and it was talking about this guy that went and killed somebody with a meat cleaver, cleaned it up, and then returned it back to the store he bought it from. And they had to track it down to some lady who had been using it for months. Oh man! Do you imagine? I would. I don't even know what I would do. 
I would have to be, have like a stomach and tongue transfer or a trans <laughs> trans uh, yeah. transplant. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, please just take him away. I can't think about it. <laughs> um, let's talk about the twist then. Um, so I don't think I guessed it the first time round until it actually happened. You know, where it was like that that was his wife all along and then mm-hmm. I don't that. think like I got it, it was I caught that either the first time. It was a real good twist, like it was mm-hmm. a shocking moment. Um and even on even though you obviously see it coming now because you've already seen it, it's still entertaining as a twist because of mm-hmm. his reaction and just that that moment where it all just falls apart for everybody. It's really and cool, then, really well done. I mean the friggin' kid and he's hiding and then he just sneaks up behind yeah. him and just it's yeah, that, like, that ending, it's just so dark and grim. Yeah. And it's just, the music is haunting, especially at that part. And it's just, just creeps up behind him, just slits his throat. And mm-hmm. the way that he's like hanging over his dead wife and he's like, his blood is just dripping down him onto her. And it's mm-hmm. just, and it's just silent. It's just so haunting. It's a great ending. I think it's one of my favorite, like, unhappy endings in a film. Yeah, for sure. Like I said earlier, it's really Greek tragedy, isn't it? You know, really cool. Um, What else have I got to say about this? Well, I guess we could go into favourite kills, because I think that's one of my favourite kills, Sweeney Todd himself. Yeah, mine too. That moment, it is so well executed. Um, And obviously the one right before that where Sweeney kills his wife, that's one of my favourite kills too just because of the way that it's done, mm-hmm. how, like, she's just standing there and he just very quickly just does a very precise slit. I don't think he's even looking. He's he's distracted, isn't he, at the time someone's coming? Mm-hmm. He's looking away, he just swipes, and, again, the blood just falls from her neck. And, and the way she's just stood up completely, like, straight up, and then, obviously, she just goes down the hatch, mm-hmm. and it's just so well done. I like that kill. It's yeah, good, I like that one, too. Um... What else is a good kill in this? Obviously, um, the, the montage of all the shaving scenes. That's cool. Well, I was thinking about the kill of the... Um, oh, the Sasha. judge? No, Sasha... Oh, Sasha Baron Cohen with the cat. Yeah. That's a good kill, yeah. Yeah, that one makes me laugh. The way, <laughs> the way he's just bludgeoning him with that mm-hmm. with that kettle. And then he's still like half dead, half alive, like getting crammed into that that chest, that trunk. His, his fingers are sticking out and then he, he gets him out and finishes him off, doesn't he? With mm-hmm. the throat slit. So good. Um, but another kill that I really like is um, there's the judge. When the judge finally gets it, he gets it good. Like, mm-hmm. I just love that moment when he's he notices he, he the, the penny drops and he's like, Benjamin Barker. And Todd just goes, Benjamin Barker! And he's, like, shouting it. I'm, like, hacking away at him. It's just so cool. The, where the blood just spurts out on that one. And it, it goes all over, like, the skylight window, mm-hmm. like, the camera. It's all over Benjamin's face and his clothes. And it's just so fucking cool. Love it. Yeah, uh, that one, that seems awesome. Very good kill. Uh, favourite scene, then? What's your favourite scene in the... Probably when they're under the tree and on the beach. Ah, uh, by the sea. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite song as well in this? Yeah, I think so. It is a great, a great scene, great song. 
I love all the costumes in that and mm-hmm. just the whole the whole message of it as well. It's just it says a lot in such a short space of time, you know, mm-hmm. about Mrs. Lovett and what she wants, her character, you know, her, her ultimate like motivation for this whole thing, like what what is making her do all this. She just wants a, a happy normal life with this mm-hmm. insane man. And <laughs> it's just so funny to see them sat there in her vision, you know, wearing the, I mean, the costumes in this are so Tim Burton with like the black and white so stripey. Amazing, so well done. And I just love how like he's just sat there throughout the whole song, mm-hmm. just completely miserable, detached and just uninterested. And she's just so like besotted with him. And mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of like me and Abby. Like, Aww. very guilty to say that, but like, that's how well, I. And you better was... step it up, buddy. I know. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> but it just reminded me of that. And I was like, damn, I am Benjamin Barker um, in this scene. <laughs> and then they're like getting married, and he's just like so so uninterested in the whole experience it's so mm-hmm. funny his expression and the whole thing is just so great um for me uh favorite song i'd probably say well it's probably a, the same thing favorite song favorite scene and that's when he snaps and he decides to just go and kill everyone Um, that song is like so great i, I can't remember what's it called um i can't remember the name of the song but it's when he gets all like he gets all handsy with Mrs. Lovett and he like mm-hmm. grabs her by the throat and pushes her against the wall mm-hmm. and he like sits her down and like holds a blade against her neck. And she looks like she's really into it. Like she has mm-hmm. that look on her face of like, oh, you know, this is why this is why I went for this guy. <laughs> Finally, he's snapping. Great. <laughs> she loves it. And then he has a vision of himself like singing in the street to all the public. And, you know, he's like, who, sir? You, sir, how about a shave? And he's like, he's holding out his arms with his blades in his hands. And he's like slowly walking backwards and all the people are just like ignoring and walking past him. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like, I love that whole sequence and that song performance. So good. Um, I think it's called Epiphany, that song. Uh, but yeah, my favorite songs in this, that one, basically anything Sweeney Todd sings. Um, I love uh, My Friends as well. You know, he's singing mm-hmm. to his blades. These are my friends. Um, no place like London as well. I love that one. Basically, any any moody Sweeney Todd song in this, like the moodier, <laughs> the, moodier the better. Like I love me a, a brooding goth white man. That's what I live for. <laughs> brooding goth white men. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Like Davy Havoc. That is just my whole vibe. Quintessential. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Burton hot topic goth scene uh I love it all uh so yeah favorite scene favorite song favorite character mine is Sweeney Todd himself most definitely I mean I love Mrs Lovett as well she's high up there like I love them both I think as actors and characters they just are cast perfectly in this like um and those characters are just toxic goth couple goals um you know it's like like Joker and Harley Quinn um, Mm -hmm. yeah for sure just that moment when they're dancing together and they're coming up with the business plan of killing people and selling them to the public and making them eat them. And they're spinning round, so they're dancing together and she's holding a rolling pin and he's holding a meat cleaver. 
and it's just such a cool imagery and i just i love it love the visuals in this movie uh let's let's talk well we've talked about the music i guess in in pieces so stephen sondheim is the the composer and i just i love the music in this i love the organs at the start of it you know when it as soon as it mm-hmm. starts up you just get the organs and you just you know you're in for a gothic thrill ride um cinematography is fantastic in this as well just all the visuals it's all just so gothic isn't it and the tone's so dark and we've mentioned it already the color palette in this you know it's like all like desaturated and it's like a sepia filter I don't know if that's the right term mm-hmm. but it's all like dark blues and grays and then it's almost like a black and white movie like i think of it sometimes as a black and white movie and then it makes it even more effective when like the bright red blood comes on screen it's just i think it's visually one of tim burton's most beautiful films he's done i love yeah the look of it. i love the look of it too i think it's gorgeous amazing direction by him in this as well i mm-hmm. just think it does such a great job um the story another highlight i mean it's just like a a romantic like vision of a really warped dark thing like especially that slice of life in you know poor people in in london against you know set off against the um the privileged um you know almost doing like a social commentary on that at the time mm-hmm. it's pretty cool really well done um yeah we, we mentioned earlier with annabelle that whole story of um the judge abducting the child and the mother and then raising the child as his ward um with intention to marry her is incredibly fucked up mm-hmm, I <laughs> like know, if, it, so... if it wasn't fucked up enough like i guess drugging and um you know i don't want to say gang raping but something really horrible happens to her at that party right everyone watches whilst he does stuff to her which is <sighs> horrendous and i mean obviously that that scene needs to happen um and it is is shown in a way where it's not, you know, it's not, um, you know, if Rob Zombie did that movie, it would be a lot different, put it that way. <laughs> um, but I guess that plot point needs to happen. Um, I don't think at the time I, I fully understood what was going on. But when, um, so when he's he's thinking back of when he's in London with his wife and his, his daughter, and um, basically the, the judge is like, he spots the wife and he's like oh you know fancy her he gets the beadle bamford to 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 drag sweeney away he did the and, whole um, like um in the bible where david sees uh was her name bathsheba and he's like i must have her and so he kills her her husband oh yeah i never even thought about that comparison but yeah i guess stuff like that did actually used to happen and it's so mm-hmm. fucked up like there was just no there was no security like there was i mean People could just do anything they wanted back then. All you needed was money and power. I mean, I guess that kind of thing does still happen on a different kind of, you know, different scale now. But yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, what happened with her? Did she like get forced to go to that party after her husband and child got taken away? I don't really understand how that came to happen. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. It was getting from A to B was a bit, um, a bit sloppy at that point. I don't really understand why she even went but i suppose you just had to do things back then if there was someone you know in charge of you you just had to had to go along with it and then we didn't get to see obviously what happened to her after that because that would have ruined the the twist of the movie um 
but yeah, so she she took a poison and went crazy. If that's a thing, Something. I guess. I guess sure. really, it's kind of. Um, I don't know. The more realistic thing would be to go into a depression and start drinking and yeah, just sort of drop out of society's view mm-hmm. and be, be the crazy lady. Um, I do feel like he would have recognised her at some point though. It's like she wasn't that different looking, I guess. I mean, but if if you thought that she was dead, you wouldn't have reason to be looking for her, I guess. I don't know. I kind of feel like he would have recognised her at some point. <laughs> I feel like he would have too. I mean, especially since he was so in love with her or whatever. Yeah, and it, and she was like right in front of him. Um, I mean, I guess it was dark. It, it's not really worth thinking know. about realisms in this film, is it? I suppose. I was gonna say I, I will. I would. Recognize Kevin, I think. <laughs> Especially with that emo hair. If he had that, that swoop covering his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, let me I don't think I've got anything more to say about it really. We've talked about the costumes, hair and makeup, amazing. Uh oh, I want to mention the the early noughties CGI. I really actually love it in this. Um, you know where it sort of like pans over the cityscape. And then it goes mm-hmm. through the streets of London like dead quick. And it's like, I think that looks amazing. Like, I think London looks really accurately depicted in that, like gloomy and bleak, you know, Grey Britain. It's really accurate. Like, there's parts of London that still look like that now. But yeah, I love the way that they do the CGI in this. Like, some people might say it looks crap or dated now, but it really works for me still. I like yeah, it. it's really cool. Uh, the cast, I mean, the cast is incredible in this. Everyone was so well cast. Um, almost everyone plays their characters so well as well, apart from mm-hmm. the ones we've mentioned already. Um, we, yeah, we've mentioned Giles as a cameo. Um, I've also got a note here that says that it's got some good com- comedy moments in it. Um, like that moment in in the court where the judge is sentencing that little ginger boy to death. Oh, I know that. <laughs> it so makes funny. me laugh every time. It does have some really good comedy moments in it. Um, like another one of my favourite parts is when um, Sweeney Todd kills Pirelli, and then uh, Mrs. Lovett comes in. She's like, "What are you doing? Like, why why have you killed him?" And he explains like that he knew who he was. He recognised him, and then she was like, "Oh." Oh, I, all right. For a moment there, I thought you'd lost your marbles. <laughs> like, <laughs> so funny. It's just like, oh, well, in that case, like, yeah, of course, oh, okay, kill him. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, no big deal. I love it. Um, yeah, there's just so many things that I love about this. Um, do you have any more highlights or anything you want to talk about it? No, it's just so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It, al- along with all like the excellent acting and songs, like the visuals are just so good it's just so nice to look at i mean you could even put this on mute in the background and still enjoy it whilst you're doing stuff it just looks so good mm-hmm. I love it love it so much um and unless we've got anything more to say should we wrap it up with overall thoughts yeah overall thoughts um on my end i like it it's fun um tim burton does a really great job and it's just one of those classic ones I wholeheartedly agree. It's something that I watch regularly. I love it every every time I see it. Uh, the songs get stuck in my head. For days afterwards, I'm still humming stuff. Um, and to quote another iconic Tim Burton character, it's strange and unusual. Um, 
it's it's dark and creepy and somehow it's still charming and disturbing at the same time and mm-hmm. I, I love it for that I, I can't think of many films that can pull those two tones off so well um and it still holds up for me i enjoy it every time i watch it uh in my opinion one of tim burton's best and if you're a tim burton fan that this is a must watch movie um i also think it's one of johnny depp's best movies as well oh yeah um it's not everyone's cup of tea though uh the musical element uh will put a lot of people off it like not everyone likes it when dialogue gets sung um mm-hmm. i i do personally like i think it it's fun i but, sing um, all the time <laughs> a lot of people yeah it wouldn't be their cup of tea but i personally think this is musical cinema at its finest and i'm i'm not a film critic but for me when it comes to musical cinema this is like this is up there um it's also not for the faint of heart as well like yeah. not just you not your casual Tim Burton fan would would uh, fuck with this. There's lots of blood, but it's perfect for horror fans who love musicals, such as myself. Um, but if you don't like musicals um, and you d- don't like Tim Burton, you won't like this film. Like it's <laughs> nope, not at all. It's very Tim Burton. It's very stylized, thematically, everything. You know. But yeah, I love it. Um, I'm glad that you do too. Because this probably would have been a very different episode. <laughs> Um, nah, it's like I just hated it. <laughs> yeah, we should probably wrap things up with this episode. So next episode, we will be concluding Musical March and Kyle season with Little Shop of Horrors, the 1986 version with Rick Moranis. So make sure you watch that one. Come back for that. Shout out to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Field Mouse, John, Nicole, Ryan, Vincent, Tom, Wade, Ash, Kyle, Oliver, Francesco, and Gina. Thank you Jeez. so much for your continued support. We that love you. The list all. just keeps getting longer <laughs> and longer. I know. But yeah, we, we, we do love you all. We appreciate you. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, something I wanted to mention as well Francesco's donation is very funny. He's donating $4 a month because he's Clown Cafe Kid number four. That's adorable. It is adorable. And I love him. I for love it. it. Uh, but yeah, I want to protect him at all costs. Absolutely. Um, let us know which spin-off pod is your favourite. If you're supporting us, uh, we're going to make more of what's the most popular popular one. Uh, we've got tons more stuff coming. We have a really fun conversation with more Terrifier two guests coming out on the Patreon. We spoke to the art department girls. We spoke to Jackie, Olga, and Britt. And that was such a fun episode. We're excited to release that one very soon for our Patreon. So if you want to hear that, then go over to patreon.com slash horrorhomeschool, throw it a dollar or whatever you want, and you will get access to all of our extra content like that. Uh, As usual, uh, go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to all the platforms where you can listen to the show, our Patreon, and um, our merch. We've got stuff on our Tee Public for you to go and check out. Go and buy some merch personal social media stuff you can follow me on instagram at chris j wakefield and me at underscore baberham lincoln underscore we will be back soon with another episode and remember sweeney's waiting i want you bleeders (laughs) 